go. Ooh. Is that some is that some jazzercise? I don't know what that is. <laughs> some aerobics? Shit. It was probably horrible for you guys. Like sweating the oldies. Well, I was thinking, you know, <laughs> she was saying that she's getting a beer belly, yeah. so I thought she's going to be doing some exercising in her chair. I need to run this summer. Do you like to run? No. Yeah, neither do I. But I'll, I do it. Well, good for you. Oh, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> I can't run. I, have a hard time I can't breathing. either. I gotta find some exercise that is fun. Well, then invite well, me exercising out. Exercising is fun. <laughs> no, just it's running not. sucks. Yeah, running's terrible. I think you should just cut out the soda. I, I think you'd be surprised. I, I think so too. What that get one change? All the time. You can and, still have your caffeine without your sugar. Yeah, coffee. I've returned. Uh, you got, drink so, sugar. So the coffee, coffee. I was gonna say the coffee. You should at least cut down on the amount of sugar and cream that you're putting in there. No, it tastes like coffee. (laughs) (laughs) She gets a triple, triple. A couple a day. Oh, and then there's Tony. I don't have a belly at all. I haven't eaten a salad in a year. (laughs) See, see, but that's an issue. If you want to gain weight, if you want to gain weight and you can't gain weight, if you're trying trying to to build muscle or gain mass or anything, you can't. You had muscle when you were working out. Yeah, but it's hard as it's hard as hell to get. Those muscles are Just elusive, pack on aren't the protein, they? Yeah, yeah. eat more noodles and stuff. No. Be surprised. <laughs> no, that's carbs. Protein. Yeah, but you want carbs if you're working out and building muscle. I thought that's what wrestlers do. They'll smash on spaghetti and then like work out. <laughs> that sounds like a bad time. <laughs> smash that's, on spaghetti. That's biology. That's biology. Oh, we're getting, that's my we're stomach hurts. Right uh. Well, you know, speaking of this subject, so when that feedback was given to you about your cute little tummy it's uh it's probably good for us to walk through a couple of work hacks on how to keep your cool i was fine i was just like oh when i can't believe you just said that when there's a situation that arises at everybody's work. always like kelsey you're so skinny and then my plus one's like hey you're getting a beer belly yeah i was like oh Oh my goodness! Would you say you You're kept your cool? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? I, I you kept your cool through. I was drinking a beer. I was like, <laughs> ah, yeah. You're, chan- beer belly. you're channeling your inner Thor. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, well, it. it's wonderful that you handled that so gracefully. Actually, yeah. But um, <laughs> let's talk through <laughs> oh, when that can wait, be. Wait. Did it cause an argument? No, oh, not at all. Nice. I don't think she was trying to be like rude about it. She's just like, oh, look at your beer belly. I was like, was she scared or? <laughs> no, she wasn't scared. She's like laughing at me. Did she poke it? Yeah. You did. did... What is going on? Okay, this is going on long enough. Yeah, so anyway, I'm going to rein us back in. Sorry. <laughs> so. There are times when there are situations at work uh, that can come up um, that, based on our reaction, we may find it difficult to keep our cool. Somebody might criticize us, although in Kelsey's example, she handled it beautifully. Um, I just giggled it off because, I mean, yeah, what's she, the point of getting mad about something that's kind of true? Especially when you can stew on it for two days and bring it up on the podcast. Ooh. <laughs> Damn. That wasn't that wasn't even necessary. She didn't just burn me. What the f- no. Oh my god, I'm going to muzzle you. <laughs> what were you 
I'm muting Tony. <laughs> what were you saying, the, Tony? The truth that flies out of my mouth. So anyway, I thought it would be helpful if we talked through a couple of a couple of work hacks with Bossy Skirt on how to keep your cool at work. Because okay. there will be times when, you know, that we even have that great mo. You know that great. Um, emoji that has the the anger coming out the, of its head, the, vol- the volcano head. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's been me. I love. Here. I love that. Okay, so good. So yeah. then, hopefully, okay. So it, the the situation that can challenge our our cool and our um, equilibrium and our our graceful presentations, they're going to be different for everybody. Stress but levels. Yeah. And what's going on with your purse? I mean, there's yeah. all kinds of factors. Yeah. So there are a couple of steps you can go through so that you can anticipate. Um, that you're ready to lose your cool and then take some preventative measures accordingly. Mm -hmm. So the first piece of advice is like to know your trigger. So I know for me, um, missing deadlines or making excuses for missed deadlines is a real pet peeve of mine. For your workers and mm -hmm. stuff? And sometimes... You get advised that that deadline has been missed or that they're not going to be able to, they're going to give you their excuse. And it's a public setting where it's super, super important to not lose your cool because you know that first rule is you always praise publicly but coach privately. Mm -hmm. So I, when I am in that situation, I know I cannot express the true frustration that I'm feeling. So I definitely have to keep my cool. So that's one of my triggers. So do you guys have some triggers that you know can set you off? I know for me, if I walk in and I get bombarded like instantly with this didn't happen, this didn't happen, this got missed, it's like, whoa there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a person and I deserve for you to ask me or say hello at least and ask me how I am and then let's talk. Like, gotcha. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. That is a huge trigger for me. No, I agree. I'm kind of in the same boat. I think that's like we're chill people. We get that. Mm-hmm. It's like, You're like, hey, it, just talk to me about yeah, that. Yeah, just don't, come to me. Approach yeah. me first before you just come like mm-hmm. full speed at me. Because I, I try and afford that to other people too. Like if I have something I need to talk to somebody about, I'll, I will at least greet them and ask them, you know, how are you? Something like yeah, that. You're really good at that. And you, you kind of get a feel for how that person's feeling at the <laughs> exactly. same time before you just go at them because mm-hmm. they yeah. could be having something horrible go on in their life that day. Yeah. And if they just walk in into a nightmare, that mm-hmm. could be that could be it. Oh, man. That could just that, ruin it, yeah. it right from the start. That's so I, that I see where you're coming on. Probably that, yeah. my one of my biggest triggers that and, and making excuses. Mm. People that complain and or make excuses or about things. Like when there's a procedure for something. And no, this is not specific to hear anything what's going on right now. But when it's like a simple procedure and, and you do show somebody several times how something is supposed to go or whatever. And then they just choose not to do something out of laziness. Mm-hmm. That, that I think, irritates me. Yeah, I think laziness is a trigger for you, too. Because if, if you know how to do it, why not just do it properly the first mm-hmm. time? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that one, uh, the one that you described, Alana, can be really challenging because, you know, there's that very common phrase at work about having a sense of urgency, mm-hmm. demonstrating a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people, that becomes a hallmark part of their style, which is I'm going to act quickly, speak quickly, respond quickly, decide quickly. And so if something went wrong mm-hmm. and you are just walking in mm-hmm. and here comes Dr. Sense of Urgency in your face... Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll talk about the remedies in the second half, but that's that's definitely a situation that you're going to have to 
like mine with the missing deadlines. I learned a long time ago, mm-hmm. I'm going to be told publicly, so I got to get my hands around this shit quickly mm-hmm. or I'll always be. I, I think a trigger for me is kind of weird. It's, <clears throat> I, it's when people publicly address like something that's kind of like in like a meeting setting, when they address something that maybe is, I don't know, unfair. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 unfair is such a, is such a weird word because you know that just can be seen as like whiny or complaining. Mm-hmm. But, but something that is very clearly unfair, and then it's just stated that that's how it's going to be, and nothing's going to change. So just deal mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. To kind of piggyback off of that, I don't like when people bring things up that need to be addressed. Like how you said, praise in public, whatever in private. Coach. When people get mad and then go off. On people publicly. It's I embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. It's humiliating. It's unnecessary. It's cruel. It's awful. Yeah. I can't stand it when I see people do that. So I guess timing and time and place. There's a time and place for every mm-hmm. conversation that needs to be mm-hmm. had. And I guess for both the employees and the employers to figure out that time and place is, I guess, important. Yeah, and then to like address an injustice in like a public situation where people can't really speak out about it because mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's not seen right. as like it's seen as like oh you're you're, you're causing, talking yeah, back you're cro- you're causing an uproar or people mm-hmm. are gonna agree with you and you know it's seen as kind of. I think everybody Revolution. should have a voice. Yeah. It's, I know what you're circling around, Tony, and mm-hmm. I, that won't ever make me lose my cool, but that's absolutely a pet peeve. Um, and that is because, you know, I've talked before about managerial courage, right? A, a great boss has the courage to go and address that individual one-on-one, in private, specific feedback about the behavior yeah, and recommendations about, right. And that takes courage, and a lot of bosses don't have it, so they don't do that what they do. I'll give you an example. Let's say, you know how you guys have, like, visitor-only parking? Let's say there's an employee who's always parking parking in the visitor-only parking, mm-hmm. and everybody knows who it is because yep. you know who the car is. Mm-hmm. And at the next staff meeting, the boss says, all right, you guys, none of you should be parking in the visitor parking. Like, yeah. they publicly criticize the whole group yep. oh when the whole group gosh, isn't guilty. Doesn't that drive you nuts? Can you just tell the person that's doing it? Because that's because how everybody feels guilty for one person's doing and you're like you got to sit through a whole awkward meeting of yeah, getting yelled at. Which is something that could have been addressed a long one time on one. ago. One-on-one. Yeah. time. And it's amazing how common that is. That's what the wimpy boss does. I'm going to chastise the whole group and keep the, for the, actions the person of responsible anonymous mm-hmm. so that I don't have to have the one-on-one, and that way I can tell myself I handled it. Oh, mm-hmm. drives me batty. Happens all the time. I mean, you guys, look at your... You've already experienced lots of it, and we're all new. Um, and I think that plays to the fairness thing, too, that you were talking about, that it just feels unfair. Yeah. Like, you just, for everybody to sit there and be chastised mm-hmm. for something that everybody knows one person's doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, okay, so that's step one, is to understand what your triggers are. And a good way, if you're not sure, is to just take a minute and do, like, a mental inventory of... All right, when did I, like, lose my shit at work or at least respond or behave in a way that did not make me feel proud of myself? And then what was the situation that created that? Was it an external thing, like something going on at home, was not Mm -hmm. feeling good, whatever? Or was it a specific type of thing that happened at work? So it's Mm -hmm. good to sort of figure out what your triggers are, first and foremost. Okay, Uh, number two, Um, and I love to say this all the time, breathe count to 10, remove yourself from the situation. Um, I used to have a, <clears throat> a boss who drove me absolutely crazy. 
uh, in meetings. And over time, it started to become a trigger because I was just so annoyed with it. And so I would literally say to myself, like, while I'm sitting in front of him, I would say, okay, Jenny, count to five. Because you can always take a moment to answer. You don't have to answer or respond to something right away. It's totally okay to stop and appear like you're thinking when really all you're doing is counting in your head to keep your shit under control mm -hmm. so that you don't say something that you're going to regret. So I'm a big fan of that, of just taking a deep breath, counting down in my head. But if you can, remove yourself from the situation, remove yourself from the situation. Go and but walk around the But don't make like a dramatic and... exit. Although, although... <laughs> I think in that case, totally agree. Don't yeah, don't make a dramatic exit. But I feel like sometimes it might. Sometimes it's not necessary, but sometimes it just has to happen that way because it's like it's the way the situation, like time and place. Mm -hmm. Like I said, usually if it gets to that point, there's already something that's like blowing up, and yeah. somebody's and, gonna walk out. Yeah, <laughs> I that I, I thought it, did I tell you guys that story about the when it was like the moped or the Vespa meeting with my boss. No. And he just wigged out. I didn't tell you this one. I can't recall. This one's old. This happened like, I don't know, 10 or 12 years ago. But I had this idea for promotion. He thought it was a terrible idea, which is fine. We disagreed on stuff all the time. But for whatever reason, that day, he was not having a good day. And he like blew up at me. Damn. Loud, yelling, screaming. See, His irritating. secretary could hear. And I like, so right away, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to make this worse. We can talk about this later. And I turned and walked out of his office, and he was literally following behind me. Oh, I me, think you did oh say yelling and screaming. About this. And yeah. he was the and he was the one that ended up looking silly. Yeah. So yeah. it's totally okay to remove yourself from yeah. that situation. Yeah. Sometimes you just That's need to true. go get a minute of air and mm -hmm. just calm mm -hmm. down by yourself without mm -hmm. people poking and prodding at you. What's wrong? What's going on? What are you mm -hmm. arguing about? What's the issue? Mm -hmm. That's true. If you, you just slam go take the door. a minute. And they, I, that's true. You slam the door. You're, you basically make yourself look like the fool. Exactly. Yeah, and you think about that. And like you're easily manipulated. Like I think you score a lot of political clout by by appear. If somebody next to you is losing their shit, and you are hanging on to yours, you look poised and, like I said, graceful and strong and professional. And the the more you can hang on to that, the sillier and more ridiculous and emotional and stupid. The person who's having the meltdown looks like it only helps you. In that same vein, like if you feel uncomfortable because something is happening, like a conversation, like kind of erupts around you, removing yourself from that situation as well. Don't you think that that's kind of the same? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you don't want to get yeah. sucked You're up like, into the I'm, drama yeah. and all the gossip oh, that's no. going to follow that because everybody saw not it. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Although there's also a part of me that wants to just. See it unfold. <laughs> Wants to watch the the. I do not want to the be building your burn. witness. Yeah, the train wreck watcher. Yeah, yep. yeah. I'm, I'm totally a gawker. <laughs> I think we all are. So Alana's point's a great one. Make sure you're out of the scene so yeah. that you can be you a gawker implicated. and not yeah. a yeah, exactly, not a participant. Yeah. And then the last one. This is a a super super simple rule that I have used in my head for years. Um, but my God, it is so helpful. And that is only create conflict when something productive can come from it. Exactly. So the thing to, and this is interesting because we just started talking like if somebody's trying to antagonize you or bait you, stop your, or even back to my deadline trigger, stop yourself and ask, does what I want to say absolutely have to be said right now? Like, will the business suffer? Will I 
lose revenue? Will I increase expenses? Will the customer experience suffer if I don't say what I want to say right now? Or do I just want to say it because I'm getting sucked in emotionally? So that's a like a good little litmus test for yourself. Do I have to say what I want to say right now? And if I do need to say what I want to say right now, there are two other questions to ask yourself. Does it have to be said by you? Can it be said by somebody else who might be feeling less emotional, who can maybe look at it from a more objective stance and communicate the position for you? Or does it have to be said right now? Or, yes, this definitely needs to be said by me, but at a later date because this situation is out of control. So I can take that walk, take a step back, and come back and address it later. Now, what are your thoughts? I guess I, I don't know. Is it sort of is it sort of baiting to have a sacrificial lamb person? If like let's say your management, your manager or whatever rips you a new one in front of everybody, mm-hmm. as just sort of an example. Mm-hmm. It's both. Like I mean, now in that situation, how how do you react? I mean, do you just take it, or do you? Do, I guess do you? I mean, do you, I mean, you got to remove yourself, but at the same time, like. I don't know. It's kind of just a weird. Choose your words. Carefully. Choose your battles carefully. Yeah. That's a that's a real one. Choose your battles carefully. Um, I guess if it's like an everyday thing, I'd get sick of it. If you were the example that they were yeah. always trying to make, but if it was like a once in a while thing, I, um, yeah, everybody's allowed to ha- everybody's allowed to have a bad day. I mean, my favorite. So if I have to stand there and take it, you know, based on their rank or the situation mm-hmm. or whatever, my my go to is always just I understand. Mm. I understand. You don't have to say I agree. You don't have to say you're right. All you and can say is that's probably going to trigger the other person. I understand. Oh, that's my trigger. I just found it. <laughs> I just be, found it. Would that be your trigger? Oh, it would be. What? If I responded with I understand? Yep. If I had to respond with I understand. Oh, oh. instead of getting back. Instead of just saying Oh, biting your tongue. Yeah, biting my tongue. That's my trigger. Yeah. Well, Interesting. I, mean, I think that could be anybody cuz yeah, it's, as human it's, beings, yeah, very, there are um, times when you have to. We have emotions. Yeah, so it sucks. Somebody dogging on you for 15 minutes isn't going to feel good to anybody. Yeah. That's why I started with that one um, question that really, oh my God, it has helped. There are so, I can't tell you how many times there in my marriage or in situations with friends or family or my kids where you literally, where I have literally said to myself, will something productive come from this if I either create or pursue this conflict? So back to the example, if the guy's just yelling and screaming at you and you're going to create more conflict if you don't respond with I understand, but say, hey, you know, back the fuck off or you don't know what you're talking about. That's when you stop and ask yourself, is he going to change? Is he or she going to change their behavior if I respond and defend myself? Um, Will something productive come from it, i.e. will other uh, employees benefit by seeing me stand up for myself? Um, will I um, feel better about the way I conduct myself by standing up for myself and reiterating whatever my position is right now in the disagreement? Like that, just that one question can sort of help you go through a checklist on if you should respond in kind or go with, I understand. <laughs> will something productive come from the gotcha. conflict? That's, that's so, the only way to think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean,. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just try to avoid confrontation. So, but see, but that's back to our the cheating employee with the parking example. That's what so many people do, 
And avoiding conflict avoid makes it worse. The arguing. I'll if if somebody's upset or blows up at me for something mm-hmm. that happened here, I mm-hmm. guess I'll take it mm-hmm. and then run away pissed off. Mm-hmm. And, well, yeah, that's and how let everybody it seep out of me elsewhere. Yeah. So I don't retaliate. Mm-hmm. That's what so many people do. I just have a. I, I think that's no, I just. I think that's just like a coping mechanism that a lot of us do. Um, do you see that mm. on that? Oh, okay. Um, is, you know, just to say, I'm going to protect myself, I'm going to remove myself from the situation, but now I'm going to go home and kick my dog or whatever. No. Oh, jeez. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's a that's a saying. Yeah. That's a phrase. Oh, I've never heard that. You've no, never heard I've that? Of, I've, I've heard no. it. I just... It's terrible. And, but, and, and obviously people don't mean it literally, but their point is what you just said. You said you go, you hide away, and then it seeps out in other ways. Yeah, but I try not to take it out on other people or things that don't deserve it. But you can't always control that no. when it's really upsetting. True. I agree. Yeah. So that's why, I mean, I am a really, really strong believer in everybody needs to figure out how to manage conflict how to address it, uh, whether it's individual behavior because you're in a position of leadership or how to handle it as as a subordinate when it's coming at you, like we were talking about keeping your cool. But being able to productively manage through conflict is the difference between average employees and great employees. It's super important. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. I agree. I think I think we've all seen our fair share of it too. <laughs> I mean, we. I've had bad days here, and I've had good yeah, days here. Exactly. Yeah, we've we well, we had one big meeting where we all just kind of everybody yelled at each other, <laughs> and that was I kind of wasn't I went. there. Yeah, yeah I don't you weren't there that. for that one. I probably didn't say anything then. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> we just sat oh, and was listened. it that meeting? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if the head of a department is supposed to be overseeing. This, 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 and this, mm-hmm. and it's continuously not happening. Mm-hmm. Does the head of that department? Mm-hmm. They're they're accountable for that lack of performance. Yeah. But, so if 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 they get made an example of in front of their team. Oh God, you know, not the way to it's go. Terrible. No, it looked it looked bad. We were all scared yeah. shitless. It's awful. Because, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean... I mean, again, I understand where the frustration was. A lot of stuff was getting messed up, but the way they went about it, instead of talking to him, like, one-on-one... Coach privately. Yeah, he, he got torn a new one in front of all of us and then yeah, pretty much left that day crying. That's awful. It was not good. That's terrible. That is just awful. And it's, like I said, it's... Um, avoiding conflict is super, super common. Publicly criticizing is super, super common. I think maybe there must be something in... Uh, I don't, what is it, like courage in numbers or if there's something about being in a room full of people that's going to give somebody who doesn't have the courage to address it one-on-one somehow be a bully or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why it happens so often, but it does. It does. Which is why it's good to develop some coping skills so that when it, God, I hope it never happens to one of you guys, but if it does, you know, you can, um, I'll give you, well, anyway, it's. It's, I, it's even hard to be the people listening. Sometimes you want to stand up for the person. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, hey, it's not all his fault. We're all yeah. working under him, and maybe we forgot something too. Yeah, you guys are just taking it out on him, mind well, you. He messed stuff up, but it it was yeah, it was the beginning of new processes, new things that were happening. So yeah, you're you're gonna learn this too, you guys. The further you go, and the more bosses that you work for, but um, 
in the school of leadership, and this goes all the way back to ancient times and you know famous generals and all kinds of other shit, but fear is the most effective management tool. It's yeah. been proven over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So if you work for you know a bad boss is a lazy boss, so they're gonna rule through fear because it works really well and they don't have to learn any of their other skills. They don't have to refine their communication skills, their conflict management skills, their uh, life skills, their people skills, their interpersonal skills. They don't have to do any of that. All they yeah. have to do is be a mean, scary asshole, and people will do what they tell them to do. So it's the laziest way out, and so it's common, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but you will you will run into it. One of the things I try and do too when I'm around somebody like that is constantly remind myself that whatever is driving this behavior probably doesn't have anything to do with me. Mm -hmm. And I try and remove myself. It's funny, I was actually just talking about this with a young client who I'm working with. He um, is on the digital side, and he was saying he doesn't feel like any of his suggestions are getting implemented, but where he works, they're just now starting to understand the value of data. And so I was saying, I don't think it's because they don't think your ideas are great. I think it's because data is scary. They don't know it very well, and so their natural reaction is going to be to avoid it. Like trying to find the root cause of why there's a problem with the person who's addressing you, it's amazing how quickly you can see or at least speculate on things that are driving that that, like I said, have nothing to do with you. So if that can help depersonalize it in the moment, it's helpful. Anything to de-escalate. Put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Yeah, exactly. Always. Empathy. But, yeah, but it's good. I'm glad we um, covered them because that good, shit happens. It's a good topic. It's Yeah, it's a pretty serious topic. It's not always the most fun to talk about, but I think we've all been, I mean, I think we, like I said, we've all been there. So yeah. It's, it's kind of a good way to yeah, cope, it's, it's, cope with and stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, unfortunately, it's needed. Until the world is filled with really fantastic bosses, we're all going to have to know how to deal with... Um, conflict and how to keep our cool when it comes our way. Anyway, find out more at uh, www.bossyskirt.com or you can catch more shows at newradiomedia.com exactly like it sounds. And thanks so much everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Mwah.